What's up to all my listeners out there? My name is Lindsay, and thank you so much for checking out the And One Podcast. And happy Valentine's Day to you all. I hope you all have a lovely day, and I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. And thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to check us out. We're going to get straight into it. First up, we've got highs and lows, where we look at some of the high points and some of the low points inside the NBA this week. For our first high, we've got All-Star Update. The new fan voting update came out this week, and we had some predictable with LeBron back in the lead with KD, Curry, and Giannis not too far behind. We did have some surprises, though. Alex Caruso for the Lakers cracked the list at number 10 for the West Guards, but more surprisingly, Klay Thompson for the Warriors is number 8, and he hasn't played one second of basketball since the 2019 NBA Finals. That is two years ago. So should they get rid of fan voting? I don't think they should get rid of fan voting. I always think it's fun when you see like somebody like Alex Caruso crack the top 10 because you know they're not going to make the All-Star game because even though fan voting is like, I think it's 50%, the rest of it, like the media, they're not going to vote Alex Caruso into the All-Star game. And obviously Klay Thompson is not going to make the All-Star game because he hasn't played one second of NBA this season, but I do think it's fun when you see this kind of thing. Next up for our low, we've got throwing shade. So Devin Booker threw a little shade towards Giannis's way after the Suns game against Milwaukee on Wednesday. After the Suns win, Devin was asked about his thoughts when he saw Giannis pulling up from the mid-range area for the pe- potential game winner. And he said, we're in good shape. So do I think Devin should have thought that? Um, Yes, I do think so, because if Giannis is not in the paint and could dunk on you, he's not as much of a threat, especially this season. He's had a, um, a pretty low free throw percentage for an all-star, and he's not that great from three. So I do think he should have um, thought that, and like he is... um obviously entitled to his opinion, but I don't think he should have said it out loud. So next up for a high, we got trade news. So Derrick Rose for the the Detroit Pistons is officially heading back to New York with his old coach. And Derrick Rose was traded to the New York Knicks and the Pistons received Dennis Smith Jr. and a 2021 second round draft pick. So do I think this was a good trade? Definitely. The Knicks are within the playing game teams and I think Rose could help the team do even better than they have been this season and help like propel them towards maybe making the playoffs. So next up, we've got a low. We've got the National Anthem. So the Dallas Mavericks haven't been playing the National Anthem before their games the whole season, and recently somebody noticed it. Um, Once Cuban spoke out about why they made this decision, he said, We respect and always have respected the passion people have for the anthem and our country. I've always stood for the anthem with the hand over my heart, no matter where I hear it played. But we also hear the voices of those who do not feel the anthem represents them. We feel they also need to be respected and heard because they have not been heard. The league announced on Wednesday that all NBA teams must play the national anthem before their games following the league's policy. So the Mavericks obviously followed the policy and they have been playing it. One thought I had about this was that I was really confused how nobody has noticed this and mentioned it. I'm pretty sure I saw somebody that they played like 11 home games before this and also preseason. So maybe it's because of not having as many fans, but I'm just surprised it took this long for anybody to notice this. Next up, we've got a high. We've got reigning threes. The Bulls set a new franchise record with 25 threes in their win over the Bulls on Wednesday. But not to be outdone, the Mavericks also set a new team record for threes with 25. Like, how isn't, I always, I thought that was funny that they both got 25 in their win against the Pelicans on Friday. So am I surprised these teams surpassed these records? Definitely not, because of the new way that the NBA is played, there's so many more threes shot now. So I think every record for threes will always get passed by. And Curry scored 10 threes on Thursday in the Warriors' win against the Magic. And he also scored 40 points total in the game, by the way. 
So should Curry be in the MVP conversation? I definitely think Curry should always be in the MVP conversation unless he is injured like last season. He is such an amazing player and especially now that the team dynamic for the Warriors is so different compared to when he was with KD and Klay Thompson and now it's kind of just him and Draymond and he's still putting up amazing numbers. So he should always be in the MVP conversation in my opinion. Next up, we've got a low. We've got homecoming. So KD played his first game back in the Bay against the Warriors on Saturday, and he put up 20 points in their win. Next up, we've got a high. We've got career highs all around. So Zion scored a career high 36 points against the Mavericks on Friday night in their loss. He was 14 for 15 from the floor and perfect in the paint 14 for 14. Williamson Williamson also became the youngest player in NBA history to score 30 points in a contest on 90% shooting. I think Zion has been amazing this season. He's been so impressive, especially for the Pelicans who are trying to make it into that playing game along with like the Mavericks, and they're just trying to push there, and he's been great. I think if they had Drew Holiday, they could make it even further, but I don't know what the ceiling is for the Pelicans this season without having like another star like Zion, but we'll see. Zion's doing his best to get them there. And on the other side of this game, Luka also scored a career high in the same game with 46 points along with 12 assists for a double-double. So should Luka win MVP this year? Um, This is like hard to like say because like I also feel like um, a team's win should play into MVP because you, stats are important, but if your team's not winning, it's hard to say that like you deserve it. And I've seen a lot of other guys in the discussion, like people are saying LeBron James, Joel Embiid, Nicole Jokic, and all those three guys have been playing amazing, and their teams are winning. So it's hard when it's like your team's not winning to say that you should win MVP, but if you're just going off of stats, Luka's been doing pretty well this season, but I think the other guys have just been better. So Luka Doncic and Zion Williamson are the second pair of opposing players, each 21 or younger, to both score at least 35 points in the same game in NBA history. Duran and Gordon accomplished this in 2009, which is a while ago. So congrats to them, and that's it for this segment. Next up, we've got fantasy basketball. So if you have not listened to previous episodes of my podcast, which you definitely should after listening to this episode, then you wouldn't know that I actually joined my first fantasy league. I decided on my podcast to make a segment each week to talk about how I'm doing. I have some news. I won fantasy last week. My winning streak is back on to one. I'm four and three, and I'm still in third place, sadly. This week has been okay, I would say. I'm still losing going into today, but not by that much. Honestly, my team hasn't played badly, and I actually haven't had any injuries or COVID issues, so all my players have played all their games. What's unfortunate is that the person I'm against has also had all their players playing, and his team has just been playing better than mine, like there's nothing I could do. And I could maybe still come back today, but I don't know how likely it is. So I'll let you know next week if I won or lost. Okay, so for this segment, I actually brought a guest that I had on previously for a segment that you guys really like. So I have my mom here. Say hi, mom. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me back, Lens. So my mom has now apparently become a professional raider because I've decided to bring her back to rate more City Edition uniforms. So if you did not listen to the episode where I did this with her, you should definitely check it out. Um, You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Um, my mom is going to look at the uniforms and I'll explain like why they did certain things about it. And I also will leave a link in the bio of this episode so you guys can check out the uniforms as well as we're rating them. And we're going to be, my mom will rate them from a scale of one to 10 and explain like what she thinks about them. So we're going to get started. I'm also going to give my opinion too, because it's my podcast. So I love to give my opinion. Um, (laughs) 
So our first one is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So since Cleveland is the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they decided to use the letters of eight famous bands and artists to spell out Cleveland. So mom, how do you feel about these uniforms? I don't hate them, surprisingly. I know really? that you're not a big fan. Um, I don't get the nod to the, um, to the album covers because I'm not a huge music person, but I don't hate them. I'm... They don't have great colors normally, but these I kind of think they did a decent job with. Okay, so my problem with it is it's just, like, too abstract to me with the idea, like, and, like, I wish they would have done, I feel like they could have taken in a better direction with the rock and roll, like, maybe done a guitar or whatever, but, like, and the uniform's very boring, like, there's so much black space on it, like, they didn't really do much with it, so I'm not a huge fan of these uniforms, so, Mom, what would you rate them on a scale of 1 to 10? Well, I mean, I'm going to be nice because this is Uncle James's favorite. I know Uncle James has been a regular guest on your podcast. Um, I'm going to give it like a six and a half. Okay, I would give it a five. Because I feel like it's... I I like when uniforms have something behind them, but it's just too much of a stretch for me and there's not enough design on there. So our next one is going to be the Warriors. So these uniforms are inspired by the uniforms they wore from 1997 to 2010 and are a nod to their We Believe era in the 2007 playoffs when they were the eighth seed and they beat the number one seed. So, Mom, you may not know that as a regular, as a, you know, just like a Celtics fan, like a regular fan, but what do you think of the uniforms? I mean, personally, I think it's kind of boring, um, but you like the other ones? I know. I didn't say I liked the, the cab. I just said I didn't hate it. Okay. Like, you were a little harsh. Um, you know, anything with curry on the back looks good. If you can get stuff, you know, you're going to be good. Um, but to me, this this doesn't do anything for me. Okay, well, I love when they do plays on, like, older uniforms or, like, just plays on history, which I also think is cool. But I think maybe it's a little too copycat-ish. Like, I wish they would have, like, modernized it a little more. But I always love a play to, like, um, history with the team. So, and I like the color scheme. I think it's cool. But nothing special. So what would you rate it? I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, I would give it a six, too. I feel like it's definitely better than the last one. Maybe like a 6.5 because I like nods to history. So our next one is going to be the Knicks. And as I know, there's nothing special about these jerseys that I know of that I found. It's just they're kind of just their uniforms with the colors of their team. So what do you think? I mean, the orange and blue obviously is is goes to their colors. I think I said it last time I was on. I am not a huge orange fan. Um, I think this was kind of lazy. They were just trying to work those colors in. They slapped it on the side of a black uniform and stripes across are not flattering. Okay, I really, really, really hate these uniforms. I just feel like it's so like, uh -uh. like compared to the other ones where they put in a lot of thought to like different nods to things or like they try like certain uniforms, they try to like really change it up. These are just so like, Oh my, like, it's just not good. Like, they just really missed the mark, and it's just not good. I would give it, like, a three. Wow, that's a little rough. I'm going to go... That's generous. I'm going to go four and a half. Yeah, they're just not good. Okay, the next one, we're going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the star on the jerseys are inspired by the North Star, since one of Minnesota's nicknames is the North Star State. So that's why there's a little star above the Minnesota, like, M-I-N-N, which is Minnesota. So what do you think? I mean, now that I hear that, I do like it. I maybe would have made that bigger and more of a logo, kind of, as opposed to just, you know, I think now with this new thing, with everybody putting the logo of their sponsor on there, it kind of gets lost because it's 
like the same size as the Nike swoosh. Yeah. Um, I'm not loving the font of the numbers. That zero looks a little too much like an O to me. So, and I know there are going to be a lot of zeros on there. And I think it's kind of plain. Oh my gosh. I love these uniforms. <laughs> like, okay, maybe I did say stuff about being it plain, but I feel like it's just like a good plain though. Like everything kind of is just like very clean. And I like the nod to the star. I think the star is very pretty. And I love the green they used. I hate the color green, even though I'm a Celtics fan, I really do not like the color green, but I love this green. It's really pretty. And I think it's just like subtle. Like, like I feel like with Cleveland, they tried to do too much with this, but then I saw the shorts as well, which I didn't give you a picture of the shorts, but the shorts I think also have like a star coming on it so like i feel like it's just like just enough but like i do agree with you i think the star could have been bigger because like especially next to the nike like you it gets a little lost there so i would give it um like a 6.5 um i would give it a six Okay, next up we have the Houston Rockets. So these uniforms are a nod to the Houston Oilers, who were an NFL team in Houston until 1996. And they also have H-Town written across the jersey, which is similar to last season's City Edition. So what do you think? Um, this is fine for me. It's, um, it, it, for some reason, it brings up Harlem Globetrotters to me. <laughs> I don't know if it's the red, white, and blue, patriotic, a little baby too much like the Sixers. In that, I don't know that it really brings up Houston to me. Um, but they're okay. I, I, I like the color. The light blue is a beautiful color. Yeah, I love the light blue color. Like, I'm obsessed with that color. And I like the H-Town. I think it looks cool on the actual uniform. And I I like the the... the the stripe, though, on, like, the pants is a little weird to me, just, like, the way it looks. And, like, obviously, it's probably covered by the uniform anyway because a lot of players don't tuck in their jerseys when they're supposed to. But I, I like the nod to it, and I think it maybe they could have done a little more, but I like I, the color scheme. I do also like that they incorporated their regular logo yeah. into it, so you're not totally lost. You see, you know, H-Town, you might not know, but then you see their regular R um, at the bottom, and you're like, oh, that's Rockets. Yeah, so I think it's good. I think it's just maybe they could have taken it just, like, one more step. Like, maybe put the actual, if they were going to go with the Oilers thing, maybe actually put the thing on there. Like, Mm -hmm. just go, like, one little step forward. But I would give it, like, a five. I think it's just, like, good, but it's, like, average. (laughs) I would give it a six. For our last one, we have the Milwaukee Bucks, and these uniforms are inspired by the Great Lakes and the three shades of blue that represent Lake Michigan, as well as the three rivers that run through the city. So how do you feel about these? Uh, I kind of like these. Um, I do like the blues. It does give me the vibe that they were going for. Like, I do see the water there. The only issue I have is I think that's black at the bottom. And Lindsay knows I have an issue with mixing blue and black. Just a personal thing. Yeah, I think that's supposed to be, like, a dark navy blue. I think that because I said, like, the three blues. So I think that's the third blue. I don't get that other blue to me, but. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in person. It would look different, but of all the ones we're looking at today, this is definitely the top one for me. Yeah, I would say this one's my favorite, and I also think it's cool because I feel like it could represent a bunch of things. Like, I just said, like, the three shades represents this, and then it's also the Great Lakes. Like, there's a lot of different things going Mm -hmm. on there, and I like how they did... I like the wave, like, I feel like it works, and I feel like it's really simple. I like how it's, like, simple, but, like, also they have all the design elements, like, doing the three colors, and I really like the Milwaukee font. I think it looks really cool over it, and I like their logo on the side of the shorts. Like, it looks nice with it, and, like, I feel like just the whole uniform is very cohesive, and it works. 
And I like how it's not like the whole uniform like is one diff. It's like a whole masterpiece, <laughs> not a masterpiece, <laughs> but it's like a whole like thing in one uniform. Like they really thought it through. I feel like whereas some other teams, they kind of just like like with the Knicks, they kind of just like slapped on something like here you go. These are city edition. But I love when teams like take the city edition to like do cool stuff. Like we talked about Chicago last time when like they really think it through. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that with the Knicks. Being in New York, there's so much they could have done. I know, the like skyline, the Empire State Building, Empire State Building, the Statue of Liberty, which they've used in the past. Yeah, they could have done so much with it. They could have done a ferry. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, there's so many things you could have done, and like they just decided to just do the blue and orange. Like sometimes I'm just like, did they even like? <laughs> like they ha- thought into did it? they ha- even have a design team? Like, right. like I'm a very graphic designing person. Like I love designing, and I just like I I feel I feel like they really thought it through, and like. I, I really like it. So I would give it like an eight. I would give it an eight and a half. Okay, well, I guess that's it for our segment. Thank you so much for coming on, Mom. I would love to have you on again. And um, she's in my house, so I can always call her up to ask her. I'll check my schedule, see if I'm available. Okay, if you guys want her to come on again, definitely let us know in the reviews if you like her on. And if there's any teams that you guys really, really want us to check out, you can DM me on Instagram and let us know. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the And One Podcast. Make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. That would be greatly appreciated. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please rate our podcast five stars and review it so more people can listen just like you. And check out our Instagram at And One Podcast, ending with an S, where I like to post a bunch of cool stuff. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye!